It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast on a Friday. I'm James Rapine. Great to be with you. You'll hear from Reds general manager Dick Williams on all things firing Brian Price in just a few minutes. I'm on Twitter at James Rapine at Locked On Reds. There's a lot right now at LockedOnReds.com, and you should check it out. Every single podcast posted at LockedOnReds.com. And Jeff Gilbert on firing Brian Price, what's next for the Reds? Uh, he writes about it. He includes tweets. He includes reaction. And it's worth your time at LockedOnReds.com. I also tweeted it out. And by the way, if you're new to the podcast, it's simple. We give you your daily Reds fix I'm James Rapine. I work for ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW in Cincinnati. And we give you your Reds fix. And right now the fix has been crappy. We do it daily, but uh, 3 and 15, it's been awful. It's been awful, awful, awful. And Dick Williams was on a conference call yesterday that I was on. And here's Dick Williams, the Reds general manager, on why the Reds made the change now. You know, we've gotten off to a start that is uh, is very disappointing, and it's it's apparent to us organizationally that you know a change had to happen in order to begin the process of getting this team back on track. You know, we we felt like we had to act now, um, and we couldn't afford to wait. I know it seems early in the year uh, to some people, and it certainly is early in the regular season, but you know we've been. We've been thinking about the 2018 season since the day the 2017 season ended, um, and we had all off season together to prepare. We you know, were out in Arizona for six weeks. You know, we feel like we're well into the uh, 2018 season, and you know, we've had a lot of chances to observe this group together and to see them get off to the kind of start that we had hoped. Um, and it's not there. So we felt like now was the right time to, to do something about it. My natural reaction to that, and I think yours would be too, or, or a question that a lot of fans had is, well, if, if that's the case and you move on from him after 18 games, then did the organization make a mistake by bringing him back? I say yes, Dick says no. That, all I can control is how the organization feels today. We we made the decision to bring Brian back last year. We made it earlier in the season because um, we wanted him to have, um, you know, be able to operate the rest of the season last year with a, a longer-term view. Um, and I think that benefited this organization in the second half of last year with Brian not having to manage, um, you know, day to day, not knowing what his situation was. It, it enabled us to go into the off season with a lot of continuity and prepare for this year. Um, unfortunately, the results aren't there um, in the early part of the season, and the organizational decision was made that we had to act proactively to get to try to give these guys the best chance to win this year and take advantage of their of their talent. And so, you know, we I think we made the the right decision at the time last year, and uh, none of us wanted to be in this position, you know, this early in the season, but we felt it was important to to take action that's dick williams and i get it you don't want to look back no regrets all that stuff uh in my mind though you make a decision like that after 18 games and it's kind of crazy buster only espn's buster only on that in a bit but i want you to get the full fix uh of dick williams what he said on his conference call and and let's get to more of that because there's a lot there 
and including uh, his conversation when he broke the news to Brian Price. Here is what Dick had to say about meeting with Price, how that conversation went, and uh, what he said to Brian and vice versa. Walt's on the trip with, with me. Um, he was traveling with, with us, so he and I met with Brian and Mac last night, and I you know, I think it's important to say that, you know, on behalf of the organization, we uh, expressed our gratitude for, for what these guys have done. These are really good people, good baseball guys. Um, Mac with a real long career with the Reds, Brian with, you know, with a long career as well. Um, and they've, they've given a lot to this organization and they've been with us through some, through some years. And so we had a very good discussion with them um, and thank them for everything they've done, their contributions here. And both were, um, you know, uh, handled it like professionals the way you would expect. They were they were good in the meetings. Did anything happen in Milwaukee to force this? Um, this is the culmination of, of a lot of things. It, it was not a reaction to any one specific incident. This is um, you know this is something that's come about because of the situation we find ourselves in, which is a product of, of a lot of uh, a lot of different things and. We felt like we had to be proactive and begin the process of, of fixing what needs to get fixed. The natural segue here is now why – how did we get here as Reds fans, as the Reds organization? How did it get here where 18 games in they decide to move on from their manager? And I think it has to do with so far a failed rebuild. I don't, I don't think you can make any bones about it. The rebuild has failed. It's been a failure thus far. Here's Dick Williams on how much blame should fall on his shoulders. I think we all need to take um, our share of the blame in this. You know, this is, uh, you know, this is an organizational disappointment. And we certainly, um, nobody in this, uh, nobody here feels that Brian or Mac is a scapegoat for what happened. You know, it's just that is a first step in a process of making this right and, and trying our best to fix things. And, um, you know, I think the players, the coaches, the front office, we all have to look at our performance, look at our mistakes, learn from them, get better. Um, but I certainly accept uh, responsibility for, you know, the decisions that have been made in the front office that haven't worked. Um, I think the, the coaches need to, you know, look at themselves and, and see what they can do to, to get more out of these players. And I think, um, you know, the players need to look at themselves. We, we, all, we all take ownership in this. What's next for the Reds? Well, Dick Williams says he's focused on the now. You know, we're going to hit the ground running uh, tomorrow with Jim and uh, in place and a couple new members of the staff. And we're very focused on uh, creating a sense of urgency for these guys to perform now. You know, there's there's no, we, you know, we talk about rebuilding and there's things going on away from the field and in the farm system and um, investments in the in the franchise that are part of that rebuilding process. But when guys show up for work every day, they need to have a sense of urgency to win that day. They need to take care of the details on the field. They need to play hard and they need to play the game smart. They need to play it right. That we can control and we need to get, you know, we need to get this team playing that way because we know they have the ability to do it. And so that is a short-term, immediate focus. That's Reds general manager Dick Williams. He was on a conference call yesterday, and I felt like those cuts, those five cuts, were important to giving you a picture, giving you an idea of the mindset of the Reds. And as we do that on the Locked on Reds podcast, we aren't done. 
because you're going to hear from interim manager Jim Riggleman on today's podcast, as well as ESPN's Buster Olney. Um, let's do that now, actually. Let's hear from ESPN's Buster Olney. And and he was talking, and, and this is a really interesting conversation with Tim Kirkchin. Here's uh, Buster Olney on the Reds deciding to move on from Price. The Cincinnati Reds pick number five because they've been going through this rebuilding tanking period. And this morning, uh, they announced that manager Brian Price has been fired. Uh, we are less than uh, three weeks into the season. He was fired along with pitching coach Mac Jenkins, Jim Riggleman, uh, will serve as the interim manager for the Reds. I've been talking about this in the last week when I saw a lot of speculation in Cincinnati about whether or not Brian would get fired. It's crazy. Like, it's absurd that you would fire your manager this early in the season. Uh, and to me, it has all the, and I don't know what the impetus was behind it, but it has all the earmarks of an owner who's unhappy with uh, how the team is performing at the outset of this year. And there's no doubt they've been terrible, 3-15 and with a minus 46 run differential. That's not Brian Price's fault, Keith. I First of all, I totally agree. This seems highly overreactive. I don't think you can fire a manager in April and it'd be anything but overreactive, right? If you if What is different today versus 18 games ago, right? This is the same, this is the same guy. He's been the manager there for a couple of years now. So it's not like we've suddenly, four years, right? It's not like we've suddenly learned something new about him that we didn't know before. And the thing I come back to also is the team's got a five and a half ERA so far this season and, and a 299 team on base. What part of that is Brian Price's fault? That's the thing that I always come back to with manager firings. Like he's, he's not the one pitching. He's not the one failing to get on base. He didn't put the roster together. How do you pin any of this on him? It seems like window dressing to cover the fact that, look, the roster, it's a rebuilding roster. They're not very good at this point. And so, all right, well, we're going to make it look like we're doing something. It's the old you can't fire the players. And in particular, the Reds have a very good farm system, but a lot of these guys either aren't ready yet or just haven't turned the corner yet in the big leagues. And and I think that's particularly true on the pitching staff. I don't see how you can fire Price with a straight face and make it seem like anything is going to be better now that he's no longer the manager. It's interesting. It's how I kind of felt. They called it ridiculous. I feel the same way. With that being said, it sounds like this was inevitable. It feels like it was inevitable. Um, that's something Jeff wrote about, like I said, at LockedOnReds.com. What does it mean now for the Reds? What does it mean for Jim Riggleman? What does it mean for the future of this franchise? Well, Jim Riggleman talked on the conference call as well. Here's Jim on uh, what it means to him on being named interim manager of the Reds. Under the circumstances, it's it's uh, you know it's not the it's not the circumstances that anybody um, uh, wants to get the job under. You know, um, Brian Price, a, a great man, a great friend, and um, so I'm you know concerned about Brian. Um, the opportunity to manage, uh, you know, it's it's something that I love to do. I've always, um, you know, taken on that challenge with various clubs, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a passion for me. I, I I look forward to it, but under the, you know, this is not the circumstances that you want it to happen in. I, as Dick said, you know, the the um, the responsibility of uh, Brian not being here falls on all of us, you know, the coaches, uh, you know, which I was one of. And, um, 
everybody involved. You know, it's um, it, it kind of signifies that um, we weren't getting it done. So let's um, now just move on. And I happen to be the voice that'll um, that the players will be hearing from. But uh, you know, I just uh, look forward to moving forward. Obviously, you heard Dick Williams a few minutes ago, and he said the the time to win is now. They're focused on the now. Here's Jim on what he can bring to the team the rest of the year. I think um, you know, just try to um, see if we can win some ball games. As simple as that, you know. Um, uh, we, we feel like we've got talent out there. Just keep expressing to the coaches and to the players that uh, we're going to get this thing turned around. Just be be positive and and see if um, we can uh, focus on details. Uh, I'm I'm not you know I'm not a, a specifically uh, a pitching person. I'm certainly not a hitting coach. Um, uh, I, I will just try to stress the details of the game, which is is the message that Brian was trying to do. You know, that's what we were trying to get across. But we've just got to find a way with with uh, uh, the coaches, myself, to really uh, put an exclamation point on on the details of the game, the hitting and the pitching, the two biggest areas of the game. They have to take care of themselves, but we as coaches uh, and the managers can can really try to. Uh, pick up a win here and there with maybe some uh, some things that we stress pregame that hopefully will carry into the game and, and help us win a few. That's Reds interim manager Jim Riggleman. Help us win a few. A few would be more well than they've won so far. The three and fifteen Reds they take on a three game or they're they're getting ready in St. Louis right now. Three game series against the Cardinals. Brandon Finnegan on the mound for the Reds tonight and. Look, that that's big. If this is going to change, if this season's going to get better, Finnegan's going to be a big part of that. So we'll see what happens. That game, 8-15 Eastern time, and he goes up against Michael Waka. That's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough one for the Reds there. They're also going to get uh, Carlos Martinez again in this series. Look, this this team, this Red squad, I'm not going to be shocked if they drop three straight to the Cardinals again. The Cardinals are 10-8. and eight. They need to win games. They're going up against a Reds team that is reeling. That being said, can they get one? I hope so. I will be content with one if the Reds can get a win between now and Monday when we do the, the Locked on Reds podcast on Monday. I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening today. I know I didn't, hell, I didn't talk a lot. It was a lot of Dick Williams, a little bit of Buster Olney, and a, a little bit of Jim Riggleman, but I felt like all of that was necessary. And that's what you get here with Locked On Reds. You're going to get the necessary info. You're not going to have to listen to me talk about crazy stuff or or, or just go on and on and on about the Reds. I'm going to get you the information you need. Try to do it in 20 minutes or less. And uh, hopefully when we do this Monday, which we do it every Monday through Friday, we're talking about a team that has more wins than it has right now. On Twitter, at James Erpine. Make sure you check out LockedOnReds.com. Also, tweet us at LockedOnReds. There's a real funny thread on Twitter right now. And this is why you should follow Locked On Reds. We do fun stuff, including describing the Brian Price firing in GIFs or GIFs, however you want to say it. And it's hilarious. Your responses were great. I think we got like 40 responses. Check it out right now at Locked on Reds on Twitter. Until next time, have a great weekend. Hopefully the Reds, they get some W's. I'm James Erpine. Thank you for listening to the Locked on Reds podcast.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.